Welcome to the Tech Cat Show with host Lori H. Schwartz. Each week we hear from established leaders in the technology and consumer industry. Finding out the scoop should never be this much fun. Now, here is your host, Lori H. Schwartz. Hello, hello everybody and welcome to the Tech Cat Show. Today, we are going to dive pretty hard into the exciting world of video advertising, and I mean video everywhere. And this is a crazy, fantastic space, um, just because right now, every screen can have content on it in our world. Everything is connected, and there is this hunger for content everywhere. And because of that, monetization of that content as well. So our special guest this week is Daniel Brackett, who is the, is it CTO or CEO? Uh, CTO. CTO. I'm going to make you president too, just because I feel <laughs> <laughs> He's the CTO of Extreme Reach, which is a video advertising solution provider, but really much more than that. So I'm going to let Daniel sort of set the stage for um, his role in our world and what Extreme Reach is doing. And this is going to be really um, exciting show because we're really going to wor- learn about the whole ecosystem um, that is powering this right now because that's really what Extreme Reach is doing is sort of managing the entire process for, for getting video content out there, which is why it's so exciting to talk to you. So, Daniel, tell us a little bit about your background and, and how you came to be the Uber Lord of Extreme Reach. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much, Lori. It's great to be with you today. Um, so, my background is uh, in technology, obviously, as a chief tech officer and co-founder of Extreme Reach. Which um, I've been in the video ad tech space for about 16 years. Uh, and prior to Extreme Reach, I uh, was part of a company called Fast Channel Network uh, with my co founders. So, Extreme Reach is, is the classic do over company, right? And um, But at, at Fast Channel, we pioneered the delivery of video commercials over the internet. Previously, it was done on tape, uh, shuttled around the, through UPS, and after that, it was delivered over satellite uplinks and so forth. And, and we really you know, we saw the internet as a as a great vehicle for for delivery of content, and and pioneered that at Fast Channel. And fast forward, uh, starting Extreme Reach to do that over again in the cloud. Uh, in 2008, when we formed Extreme Reach, cloud computing was was really just beginning to emerge, and it offered a, a tremendous potential to be able to uh, have an incredibly scalable platform for delivering content out to any screen or device. And and back when we started. Extreme Reach, we, we had this, this vision or this picture in our minds that the video commercials that, that we're all used to seeing on, on television were very soon going to be reaching a huge number of devices. You know, on the internet, it was going to be browser-based. You're going to have you know, mobile phones were just beginning to show video. Um, and we, we saw it was going to be going to all sorts of screens. And, and, and that reality is upon us today. We have video advertising, video content appearing on a tremendous variety of different screens and devices. And, and so we, we created Extreme Reach to power that world. So our, our vision has always been to power the world's video advertising, and that's what we're all about. Do you, do you think, you know, being a CTO today, um, so different from years ago, because now you have to have a little bit of CMO in you as well. Is that, is that correct? Like the, the concept of CTO has really changed. I think that is correct, you know, because the, the 
connection between the business, your customers, what, what needs to be done and how we need to be able to deliver value has has become so compressed. It's, you know, the days are, are gone where you could just sort of work in the back room and, you know, write code and, and build technology. You have to be so connected to your customers and to be able to communicate with them. And, and in this world of, of you know, agile and rapid iteration of of development, uh, you just have to be able to to operate that way, and and that's been part of our our DNA since since our inception is is the the rapid forward movement, communicating directly with customers, hearing their problems, hearing what they want to accomplish, and and using the the incredible technology that's available today to to make that happen. Yeah, I think it's um you know. The old titles should like just go away, and we need to create new ones, which is why I was calling you the Uber Lord. <laughs> now, now, who exactly is Extreme Reach's clients? Because then I think we'll get a good picture of um, of the world that we're in. Yeah, that's a great question because it can get somewhat confusing. There's so many participants in this this ecosystem of, of advertising. Extreme Reach. Serves brands and the agencies that that work on behalf of brands. So we we are the stewards of their creative uh, message. Uh, we we refer to you know the, the commercial is is a brand's crown jewel. It's they've put so much time and energy and their agencies have worked so hard and done this incredible creative work. And we see our platform as a vehicle for helping them get that message to any video screen or device and in managing that process and helping it be streamlined and, and easy uh, so that it's not uh, you know a convoluted complex process that, that gets in the way of what they really care about which is their strategy and developing these compelling messages and reaching their their customers so we we try to fill that that void uh, which sometimes may may seem unsexy of you know connecting the dots and making things happen seamlessly but at the end of the day it's it's a critical step in the process and, and that's where we live so and so it's it's the agencies and the brands that are coming to you then yes the agencies and the brands now of course we we connect with media companies and and all sorts of different participants but our true our true customer you know the people we serve directly are are the brands themselves who produce these these amazing commercials and the agencies that that work with them and, and create this 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 stuff and buy the media and, and uh, reach the audience that's so cool and um, on the content creation side are you finding that content creators are interested in like what happens to the content after it's made or are they still not part of this workflow oh they're very much part of this workflow and they're they're very interested in you know how that creative gets used and how it performs uh, you know you create a commercial to to get a, a result and so they're they're keenly interested in, in how that happens. So it's not just about measuring, you know, who you reached uh, and what, 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 you know, demographic or whatever, that's clearly critical, but how you reach them and the message that you reach them with and the impact that that had. And then, of course, operationally, making sure that the, the version of that, that commercial that they see is high quality. It needs to be uh, presented to them in you know, an amazing quality so that it reflects well. Uh, and it needs to be uh, tracked properly. Uh, there, are, there are a variety of, of things involved. There's, there are talent and there are rights uh, implications for these commercials. So you know, the performers that appear in the commercials and 
the, the video and the, the, the licensed music and so forth that can be used to produce these quality commercials, all of these are elements of that workflow and that process and, and all of the people involved throughout that, that that's, those steps are very interested in what happens on the way. And when you were like uh, growing up, were you like, I'm going to be a CTO and so I have to get these skills under my belt first? I mean, did, <laughs> was it like that? Like, did no, you, that's a great did you... story. I, I still remember in high school saying, I'm, I will never work with, with computers. <laughs> I, I can't. You know, I, I never want to do that. And of course, you know, here I am. Uh, you know, I got and you know, got involved in this in in college, and you know, never walked back. So it's it's. I've always been fascinated by the the, the balance of of sort of a creativity and uh, discipline that that technology provides. It's it's sort of this blank canvas that you can create amazing things with, but yet it still follows a set of of rules that that uh constrain it so it's a you know you'll find a lot of musicians do do technology because there's a similarity there of of art and uh and sort of structure well do you find i mean we're going to get more into extreme reach in a moment but do you find because I'm, I'm kind of fascinated by ctos right now just because of the many different hats that you have to wear but do you find that how you communicate what extreme reach is doing changes based on you know your audience so sometimes you're wearing the sort of software or IT hat. Sometimes you're wearing the marketer hat. Sometimes you're wearing the like service provider to client hat and you have to sort of alter how you communicate. Uh, to, to a certain extent. Um, but I would say that, you know, the, the work that we do and the value that we provide does seem to resonate across a variety of audiences. You know, at the end of the day, we are, we are hosting and stewarding these, these creative apps assets and so that you know the concept of management of assets and so forth is pretty pretty familiar to people across a variety of of backgrounds um and and, and how that you know get how delivery happens and, and you know how that how that thing you see on your television screen gets mm-hmm. there you know when you explain this is you know these are the steps involved and in, in what happens most people get that and whether it's a technology audience or whether it's you know our direct customers or or other people in the in the industry that you know that sort of recognize you know the processes involved here it's, it generally is a similar conversation for, across all of them because because you're able to communicate it because my whole thing was for so long when I was at the agency I was at IPG for a long time and so much of what I did was take Silicon Valley decks and rewrite them to be able to be absorbed by the marketers and the brands and the creative people in the room because the decks that came out of San Francisco and Palo Alto were so you know, for lack of a better word, super geeky, Yes. (laughs) you know, and the value prop was in there, but not in language that the brands and the agencies could understand. Right. We, well, maybe it's been my style all along, but we, we tend to focus on what is the value that we're delivering to the customer. You know, the, the technology is not the end, it's the means to the end, you know, and it's how you, it's how you deliver the value. And, and again, you may have very creative and innovative ways of, of doing the things that you do as a business. And I'm incredibly proud of, of how we have built um, our technology platform at Extreme Reach. But, 
you know, what really resonates with a customer is what value it provides them. And and so I, I even, you know, encourage all of our engineers to, to think this way. You need to walk a mile in, in your customer's shoes and understand what it is that, that they are feeling and what they're trying to accomplish. You know, and the mathematical algorithm that's used in the background, that's great. And we're all we're all psyched about it and we, <laughs> it gets us pretty excited. But, you know, the people that use this, they really care about what, is it, what does it do for them. And I, I often relay a story of, uh, from early days in Extreme Reach when, um, you know, we were so proud of our cloud platform and, and how cool it was. And we're, we're delivering assets and doing this amazing stuff. But one of our customers told me at a, you know, at a, at a event that we were at that before she started using Extreme reach she she never got home before 7 7 30 at night you know our agency world was just nuts and she said that uh once she started using our platform she was able to get home to her family earlier and and i will never forget that because it just brought home uh that what we're doing is not about making computers run faster it's not about um you know the tech it's about affecting people's lives you know, that's really what we're trying to accomplish. We want to affect people's lives. We want to deliver value and, and help our customers, you know, do their jobs better. Oh, that's a perfect note to end the section on. Um, and when we come back with, with Dan Brackett, we're going to talk more about, let's let's track the life of a video asset as it goes through the system. Because I don't think people realize how many, how well, the journey of a piece of video and how it gets to where it's going and how it gets properly monetized and tracked. So we'll, we'll dig more into, into the future of video advertising with Daniel Brackett from Extreme Reach when we come back on the Tech Cat Show. comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform, innovate, create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to lori at techcat.tv. That's lori at techcat.tv. Hi, everybody, and we are back with Daniel Brackett, who is the CTO of Extreme Reach, or sometimes the Uber Lord. And I'm just saying that because <laughs> CTOs do so much these days. But Extreme Reach is really powering video advertising across the entire ecosystem. And I saw, thought it would be fun to kind of ask Dan to take us through sort of the life of a piece of video and how it moves through all of this. Because what your um, value prop is, Extreme Reach's value prop, is that you're handling 
sort of the entire journey, which is very rare in this space. Like there are all these different players that hit different pieces of this, but you've sort of got this, this, uh, larger perspective, which is why your platform is so powerful. So can you talk to us about, you know, what happens to, to a piece of video? Sure, I'd be happy to. Uh, you know, we actually touch that that process pretty early on, even up front when the commercials are being conceived and you know storyboarded, and uh, you know the performers and, and the crew and so forth that are involved in actually creating these commercials. Uh, they are using our platform to actually do the the payroll for the performers. So when they show up on set and they they fill out their their form and, and they get paid to, to perform in these these ads you know we're handling that we also have tools in our platform for identifying uh, directors and producers and, and those types of people who who work in the commercial space and looking at their work and their reels uh, so really early in that process we have a, a tool set that connects all those different types of people and then you know the commercial gets shot it gets uh, put into post-production and you know the post house finishes that ad and it gets uploaded directly into our platform uh, so from there we are doing quality checks on it we're basically taking that that pristine HD quality video that came right out of the uh, Avid or Final Cut editing station at a post house and, and pulling that into our cloud platform, QCing it, making sure it's all, all ready to go. And then from there, uh, our clients can deliver that asset to any screen or device. We can get it out to TV networks and cable. We can send it to the Jumbotron at a sports stadium or gas station TV or a, a publisher on a, with a website or mobile networks. You name it, that, that ad can get to any of those screens. And we are delivering it in the format that every one of those destinations requires. A different, different kinds of media require you know, to higher quality or smaller or different sorts of uh, formatting of that video. And we do that all automatically for them in our cloud platform. And then we're, we're monitoring that entire process. We're, we're measuring the, those ads as they as they run, we're encoding them and tracking them and so forth and, and giving that information back to the client so they see where these ads run and, and how. And in, in case of digital, we're actually ad serving or streaming that video directly into the device where it's being viewed. And this is really the future where we see the world going. You know, the world has you know, moved from linear TV over over the air and, and now people are watching you know, TV and, and videos streamed to their streamed to their homes and Netflix and they used to listen to the radio over the air and now they're streaming through Pandora and Spotify and and the concept of streaming is becoming ubiquitous and so we see this streaming of video ads and the, the dynamic ability to render them right on the screen where they're, where they're being consumed is really where the, the world's going um, as we move to a much more uh, dynamic and, and programmatic future. You know, I like the point you made about delivering right to the device because one of the, um, one of the bigger um, issues right now is ad fraud, right? Is whether um, that, that ad, um, whether it's video or just an image or text or whatever it is, actually did get delivered. And then, you know, are the, is that delivery where it's supposed to be or is it some Russians who are... <laughs> Right. <laughs> serving up some numbers. So are you saying that within your ecosystem, Extreme Reach can make sure that ad fraud doesn't happen because you have some checks and balances in place? So we do provide some some measurements or an MRC accredited 
ad serving platform for for monitoring viewability and, and tracking that type of information. We're not really specialized in, in ad fraud, and that is a very specialized uh, area of the ecosystem. I equate it almost to uh, virus detection on computers. You know, you have companies that specialize in detecting the signatures of computer viruses and. And, and fraud is also a very, very specialized area um, that, that there's a number of, of folks that are very good at. And again, we, we provide the fulfillment side, delivering the asset out to the screen, and we provide uh, various levels of measurement of what happened when that ad ran. But there are other companies that, that complement what we do and provide extra layers of, of fraud detection. Yeah, because it's just such a big issue right now where you have these big brands threatening to pull everything from everywhere. Um, until there can be some protection of their yes. of their of their work, and so I'm sh- I'm sure you're getting it from from both sides, um, in in that area anyway. Yes, and then the brand safety aspect. I mean, this is this is always a, a concern. You want your content, your your commercial, to appear in content that is. Um, brand appropriate and you want to make sure that who is seeing that ad is, is an actual human being I mean it's it's a pretty uh, pretty pretty fair request yeah I think also um, you know you hear um, everybody pulling from YouTube right now because mm-hmm. of um, their issues and if, if those of you listening aren't familiar um, you know ads were showing up next to what was being deemed inappropriate content content for a lot of brands where you would have a jihadist terrorist video and you would see an ad for you know whatever it was toilet paper showing up or something like that and so you have these major brands now pulling their content from youtube does that send a a shutter into the entire ecosystem or does that just give you more opportunity to play um since they're taking their assets away from from a youtube um well not so much because when you, when you think about advertising uh, in a very simplistic sense, there are two major elements to it. One is you need to identify your audience and, and secure an audience that's going to you know, receive your message. And then you need to create a message that resonates with your audience. So one side is media and the other side is creative. Um, and we play very much in the creative side of the, of the ecosystem. On the media side, we have incredible you know, targeting and all these opportunities for buying media and buying audience and so forth. And, and this is really where the issue you're referring to uh, crops up because if you're buying media across a variety, you know, sort of aggregated uh, audience supply where you're, you're sort of buying impression by impression, perhaps across YouTube, perhaps across different kinds of, uh, of sites, the opportunity to not realize where your ad is showing up increases. If you're buying you know, a primetime show on NBC Network, you know exactly what content your ad is appearing in. So it's really a function of how you're buying media, what what type, you know, the relationship between the content that that media is, is presenting to an audience and your ad. It, again, this is much more of a media aspect of the business. Where we live in the creative side of the business, it's all about the message. What is the, you know, once we've identified the, the little slot where, you, where an ad's going to play, what is that message and how, how compelling is it? What, you know, is it presented in high quality? Is it presented in the right format to the device that's, that's needed? And is, is it tracked properly? And, and there are all the workflows associated with getting it there streamlined. So, so that's really where extreme reach fits in. Um, so we, we don't really have a, a horse in the race when it comes to, to media. Once media has been bought, our job is to fulfill the creative. 
Right, is to get that asset to where where it's going. Um, and, and you have a whole part of your business that I think is fascinating and so smart, which not enough people are thinking about, which is the talent piece. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, absolutely. It, it's sort of a, a lesser known aspect of, of the business in many, in many areas. But as I mentioned earlier, you know, these commercials have performers that appear in them and they may have licensed music, a hit song or a piece of film footage that, that's used. And the, the uh, rights and, and payments that are, that are associated with these are quite complex. Um, you know, there, there are union rules and so forth. And, and depending on the media where that ad is being used, there are different kinds kinds of payments and, and rules associated. If a, if a commercial runs on network TV, for example, there's one class of, of payments that are made to performers. And if that commercial is used on the internet, it's a different type. Now, in the days of where you know all the commercials were pretty much just going to TV, it was pretty well understood in a reasonably uh, straightforward process to track things. But now, as commercials are spreading across all of these screens, the, the process of tracking this becomes far more complex. And, uh, and we see situations where an ad intended for use on television gets repurposed and now used on the internet. And because of the broken workflow processes of forgetting it there, um, very often the talent aspects may, be, may get overlooked. And then a performer or their agent sees the ad running online and the agency is then fined. And it's just, it's not... It's not right. It's a mess, and you know, performers should be getting paid for their work. Agencies shouldn't be paying fines that are unbudgeted. Um, and this is a solved problem because we can track all of this in one platform with the ads, know where they're running, and uh, you know, keep this keep this process uh, sane. It's really not adding value to the to the overall uh, end result. You know, again, brands. Brands care about whether they're reaching their audience and whether they're reaching them with a compelling message. They're not trying to, to deal with broken workflows, and they, and they certainly don't want to be paying talent fines along the way uh, when they're just trying to get a good message out there. I mean, it's, so, it's such an important uh piece of it but you know again you don't think about it but the truth is that where all this is going that's going to be needed more than ever before because you sign a contract and then it could be months before you actually shoot and then the rules have changed or there's a new platform or a new screen or a new protocol and you haven't negotiated for it so so you have to be thinking about this stuff absolutely it's it's really it's critical it's going it's it's part of the process and it cannot be overlooked. And, and, and part of the issue is, is the, the, I mentioned the broken workflow. The processes for how a video is dealt with in the digital world are unfortunately artifacts of, of display advertising. It was pretty easy to email somebody a, a JPEG for, you know, for a display ad. But when you're talking about video, this is a complex set of, of workflows, complex formats are required. And right now, video is delivered in, digi- in the digital ad world in a completely convoluted way where agencies are calling each other, looking for commercials. They're, they're calling extreme reach, asking us to do duplication jobs and reformat things and FTPing files to each other. It's, it's crazy. This is 2017. We just talked about how we can stream a Netflix movie to your house, you know, or you can send somebody a, a YouTube video link in 20 seconds. And yet, um, we're doing this, you know, in the digital world in a broken way. We we often say that you know we can take a commercial from a post house and have it on air at NBC Network in an hour, and and yet a, in a 
digital ad world, it's usually a week of lead time just to secure a commercial to run a campaign. It's, it's completely counterintuitive that the high-tech digital world is, is broken when it comes to the creative workflow. And this, as I said, it's a solved problem. We can hand out a tag, just like, just like a YouTube link, and we can stream that commercial. Done. Talent rights are all tracked automatically. The file is delivered in the exact format that's needed for every screen or device, and people can get on, get on with their day and focus on on strategy and, and you know delivering value to their uh, to their brands. It's just such a smart piece of this puzzle, and I, I can't remember any video company thinking about this stuff, so kudos to you on that. Well, we're going to take a, another break, um, and when we come back, we're going to talk to Daniel a little bit about some of the uh, MarTech, AdTech, and just consumer behavior trends that are really setting up this world where an extreme reach you know, is needed. Um, when we come back on the Tech Cat Show, and I know um, we'll also pry into Dan's personal life and find out what devices he has <laughs> <laughs> in this house, which is always my favorite question to ask. I mean, you know, d- devices related to, to what we're talking about, of course. Um, so we'll be back on the Tech Cat Show in a moment. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform. Innovate. Create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to lori at techcat.tv. That's lori at techcat.tv. So we're back with Daniel Brackett, who's the CTO of Extreme Reach, which is one of the big players in the video advertising world. And I always like to ask, um, you know, my um, my interviewees and my guests, what what's what do you think are some of these trends that are really impacting, you know, where Extreme Reach is going? Like they could be marketing trends or ad tech trends, martech trends. You know, what's going on that there's such this need to manage all of the, the these video ads? Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a wide open question. I'll do my best to to fill in some gaps. So, um, my there are a variety of things going on in the te- ad tech space. It's a incredibly dynamic, uh, very diverse uh, you know field. What I one of the things that I see and I, I, I see coming here very soon is is a little bit of a return back to some fundamentals. The, the sort of video ad tech space has become quite fragmented and there's there's just a lot going on and a lot for, for brands and agencies to, to try to keep up with and digest. And, um, you know, I was at the uh, Four A's uh, conference here in L.A. this week and uh, Mark Pritchard from P&G kind of had a call to action, if you will, 
that it's time for us to kind of return back and and focus uh, and, and refocus a little bit and you know re- return the focus to the message and um, kind of people become so enamored with the technology and the the, the shiny objects and all the, and the medium that we're we're dealing with and and have sort of lost sight of the message and and I and that really resonated with me. And I think it resonates with all of us at Extreme Reach because we really feel strongly that it's in, in the digital ad space, it, it's been overlooked in this incredible, um, you know, uh, everyone's searching and striving to target and to reach every individual person and, and target, you know, consumers so precisely. And then we see the the fulfillment of the actual creative almost as an afterthought. And, and that, that troubles us because, you know, it, it, you know, we always, we always laugh, you know, after the Super Bowl, people aren't talking about how well targeted the ads are, you know, they're talking about the content and how, you know, how compelling different commercials were. And, and that's what moves people. And certainly, um, you know, targeting and, and, you know, buying media effectively and efficiently is, is critically important in advertising. We're, of course, not downplaying that, but it's, it's, it's just as important to produce and deliver a, a, a compelling message. And so I, I really think that that's a, a key part. And again, it ties into the, the brand safety thing that we talked about a little bit earlier. These are, these are really front of mind for, for brands. They want to reach their, reach their consumers. They want to put a great message in front of them and they want to do it in an efficient and effective way. And again, for us, that just hits home because I talked about these, this broken workflows in, in digital and, and, and it's just not the way it should be. It's 2017. We should be we should be dealing with efficient processes, and, and you know, agencies and, and brands shouldn't be focusing on connecting dots. They should be focused on strategy and, and, and really how to how to reach people with with a compelling message. So so that's just a, a trend I'm I'm starting to to see and sort of sense in, in the market that a little bit of a of a return back to some fundamentals. Let's let's focus on the message a little bit more. I mean, and the reality is. Convergence is a you know, video convergence is this term that's been thrown around for for quite a while now. Um, you know, TV is going away or whatever. Or all these things people talk about, but convergence is here. And we always say TV isn't going anywhere; it's going everywhere. You know, all these kinds of uh, buzz phrases, if you will. But the bottom line is, is you know, it's a video advertising message, and whether it's showing up on the big screen in your living room or the small screen in your pocket. You know, there's there's a compelling message. Is a there's uh, a message that needs to reach consumers, and the process for doing that needs to be efficient. It needs to scale. We need to be able to reach people at scale. Scale it, it comes up all the time in this space, um, because for so long, video IP based video delivery always had that shameful heritage of we can't get to scale. You know, right. we just we just don't have the power. Um, but now, now we do, and also now, due to consumer behavior, there's just this tremendous um, demand. So, w- when it comes to consumer behavior, do you think that this, you know, need for video is is a, a trend for all demographics, or is it seated in millennials and the upcoming generation? Is it youth-based? I mean, what's going on with consumers and their voracious appetites for video? Yeah, I, I think that's just it. There, there is a voracious appetite. Video is without question, the most compelling uh, vehicle for a message. Sight, sound, and motion is the most effective way to reach somebody uh, 
emotionally and, and you know, intellectually. Um, it, it, and, and so you're seeing this across every medium. Of course, you know, television is, has been about video for, for decades, right? But even, uh, you know, social media, which started out as, you know, ways for people to share and, and chat and so forth and share pictures has, are, you know, are becoming video mediums, dominant video mediums. And so everywhere you look, video is becoming uh, incorporated into uh, the, the medium. And, and again, video advertising is, a, is just a compelling way for a brand to get their message across, whether it's a, a broad branding message where you're trying to reach an incredibly broad audience and you need that reach. Uh, that's that's the great way to do it, but also for, for direct, you know, we're trying to get a reaction, a direct response from somebody. Video is still a, a great medium for that. So we've always believed, you know, we may be biased, you know, we're a video ad tech company, but it, it's just a, it's, it's a great medium and it's where, where we're going to continue to see more and more, um, more and more investment. Now, are you someone that has, like, all the latest devices around your house and everything? Because, for instance, one of the sponsors at that 4A's event was a company called Nucleus, which is really just, in, you know, simplest terms, it's just a screen. It's like a little laptop and it, it um, um, or a tablet, and it, it aggregates your family members so that you can do video conferencing like Skype or FaceTime. But I actually have it. Because I travel a lot and I have a seven-year-old and I was finding that she would never have like the iPad, you know, um, charged in time for a call if I was traveling or it would be in a different room or my nanny wouldn't be able to get it connected to Wi-Fi or something. What I love about the Nucleus is it's a single purpose device. Mm. Um, So I'm just wondering, do you, are you someone that's looking at like all the latest tech and purchasing it? Is your house cluttered with, you know, the latest goofiest stuff? You know, I, I'm a little bit of a, a non-traditional CTO, perhaps, in the sense that I, you know, I don't sort of jump out and, and buy the latest uh, shiny. Take advantage of you know video streaming services. I'm a you know my, my family are avid binge watchers of of content. Um, you know, certainly using all the standard phones and, and that type of thing, but um, I, I wouldn't, I personally am not a, uh, a necessarily a, a go out and buy the next next shiny thing. Uh, I, and, and perhaps it's, uh, you know, just my my own personal kind of personality or whatever, but, you know, I, I do think, you know, I, I often hear that the, the idea of the lean back video experience is going away and everything has to be completely interactive and, you know, snackable, short form content. And, you know, full disclosure, I'm, I'm not a millennial, so I, I may not uh, be in recognizing that, you know, that demographic. But, but it, you know, I still think there is a, a strong desire for a great, long, lean back message. Um, and not to take anything away from, from Snapchat or or any any other kind of medium which kind of uh, you know relies more on short content, but to me I think there will always be a, a desire. You know, cinema is not going away. People are not going to stop watching movies. People are not stop, you're not going to stop watching great television content. I actually think we're in the middle of a renaissance of video content. Um, I can't remember a time in my life where there were more options for watching just incredibly uh, compelling content. 
uh, on television. It's it's, and that's why you know when I hear that TV is going away, it, it almost seems uh, counterintuitive. I, and audiences are moving around and they are fragmenting, but I think people will always want to see a great story. Yeah, I think I, I, I think you're right. I, I always just wonder behaviorally, you know, like I watch the seven year old, but then I also have a 19 and 22 year old step step kids. And I've watched them go from sort of short term YouTube, you know, um, influencers to now watching ABC Family and wanting to yes. consume longer form. So I have seen their sort of appetites change. Yeah, but myself as well. My my children are in their early twenties and, and saw that same trend. And wait a minute, you're, to watch. you're wait, we have to stop because if, when people see your picture, <laughs> so your kids are in their twenties? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Wait, but like you're how old I mean, come on. What did you start when you were like <laughs> 10 years I, old or something, dude? Or do you just have, like, amazing skin? I mean, what's going I'm on not, here? I'm, I'm not Benjamin Button. I will tell you that. I do not get younger as I get older. Um, no, it's it's good. Clean living. Clean living. Okay. <laughs> all right. I'm, I'm just telling you, when you guys look at his picture, you're all going to be freaked out that he has 20-year-old kids. <laughs> this will require some post-show investigation. Um, <laughs> all right. So you're saying you're, you, you watch your 20-year-old kids. Oh, yeah, they, yes. Yeah, and they, I mean, they went through, just like you were saying, you know, uh, consuming YouTube videos, and, and, and they certainly still do, I, and, and I do. I think it's, it's a great, um, it's a wonderful medium, and it's sort of this democratization of content. You, you have access to, to, to content that you, you never would have had access to when it was 100% centrally curated. Um, but at the same time, they're also, you know, realizing, wow, there's some amazing, you know, TV series on, on Netflix or on, you know, HBO or on network TV, and they're starting to, you know, appreciate that, and, and again, maybe it's just, uh, I don't know what it is, I don't know what it is, and, you know, when I, when I grew up, obviously, TV was the only thing we had, but, uh, but I think it, this, the generation, you know, millennials and so forth right now, or, you know, have so many options, and I think they will they will go where they find content that they find compelling. And, and I don't think the length of the content is, is not the, the driver. It's, it's, does it reach them and does it resonate with them? Yeah, I, I think, um, uh, you know, that's a, that's a better point. You remember how everyone was so obsessed about millennials and the only one that do anything that matters. And, you know, that, that's all. Do you also have, like, Amazon Alexas in your house? Or is that something that you've just said, we're not bringing that in here? Um, I have not bought one yet, um, and I'm not sort of anti against it, but uh, just haven't haven't felt the need yet. Because I also know CTOs that are like hacking those devices too. Um, but but again, it just depends on if you're one of those like, you know, deeply tech guys who has to be playing with tech all the time, or if indeed when you walk into your house you want to just be like a regular person. You know, I think <laughs> you know. I would say I'm probably a little bit of the latter. Um, you know, I, I certainly, I, I, I really enjoy technology. And, I, and again, I think it's the creativity aspect of it and being able to sort of conceive and, and create things almost out of thin air, if you will. It's one of the amazing things about technology is just, you know, especially today, you know, with, with cloud computing and just sort of the, the, the accessibility of, of devices and hardware and what you can work with. Um, it, it's truly an amazing time to be doing this, and I and I love doing it. But I am definitely one of those people who, you know, when I go back home, you kind of want to be a regular person, and I'm just as happy, you know, fishing in a stream or hiking a mountain as I am, you know, geeking out on on uh, technology. So 
I guess everything in moderation, right? Um, I guess so, Mr. 20-year-old kids. I mean, um, (laughs) (laughs) um, we're going to take our last break. And when we come back, we're going to find out what's next for Extreme Reach and where you can learn more about them on the Tech Cat Show. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform. Innovate. Create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. Do you need directions to solid financial future? If so, the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, for the Money Answer Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to lori at techcat.tv. That's lori at techcat.tv. Hi, everybody, and we're back with the fabulous Daniel Brackett, CTO of Extreme Reach, which is a top video advertising solution provider, really covering the 360 on all things related to to getting your content out there. So what's next for Extreme Reach? Like you've conquered sort of the ecosystem and, and really being that provider for everyone. What, where are you guys headed next? Yeah, it's a great question. And, and really our, our goal here as we move forward is to bring together all these elements that we've talked about, you know, video, asset management, uh, delivery to every screen, talent rights management, the workflows and the collaboration that goes in all of that. We've really created an enterprise cloud platform. We can just call it an ad cloud. And essentially the content's there. We can stream it out anywhere. We can manage it. We can help with a collaboration or workflow. Um, it really is, we believe, a key uh, missing piece of the of the ad tech stack, if you will. There's amazing programmatic buying tools and, and you know incredible targeting, all these different things that people can can leverage in agencies and, and brands. Um, but to connect things together, to, to actually fulfill the creative once these decisions have, have been made, the decisioning is over. We need an ad cloud that is able to stream that content into any screen or device, any any site, any any st- TV station, you name it, um, just to make that a, a cohesive, simple process. Uh, we shouldn't be spending so many hours on the workflow around this, and and that's really our 
our goal uh, and our focus. So, you know, as we move forward in the next few months, um, we'll be trying to really spread this word about this this missing piece of the puzzle and 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 how we how we see uh, it getting filled. Um, I'll actually be speaking uh, at the Ad Age Brand Summit in Detroit in May, uh, talking about this this same subject and just trying to to educate and, and inform people on on this perspective. Um, you know, our website certainly covers a lot of information about this as well, and you can follow us on the usual social media uh, channels and, and learn more about it. And is it is it at Extreme Reach that the your Twitter? That's correct. Yes. Yep. Okay. And people can can uh, can track what what you guys are up to. Um, and do, do you think the space is going to get more competitive, or do you think it's solidifying now? Like, are the players kind of landing? Uh, I I think the ad tech space is beginning to solidify. Uh, it's been been I guess. I said earlier, quite fragmented for for a number of years, but you're starting to see you know more M and A happening, more acquisitions occurring, and, and things are beginning to to settle out and, and shake out. And again, you know, kind of going back to to the statement or the, the you know quoting Mark Pritchard, we we kind of need to stop focusing on on the, the tech and the shiny objects and and, and the, the next new new that's coming out every week, and we really need to kind of focus on some fundamentals and, and we need to reach scale and we need to do it safely we need to have you know a, you know accurate and impartial measurement of what's going on we, we just need to get back to agreeing on some fundamentals and it's an area that we're we're pursuing as well in the in the tech space and in terms of how we deal with the content we need to establish you know an agreed baseline you know I think one of the one of the challenges we've had is that you know innovation has really just been happening all over the map there's been it's been hard to establish a, a stable foundation on top of which we can we can innovate as an industry, and the result is is you know, fragmentation. As I said, broken workflows, you know, having to stitch together you know two dozen different tech providers just to, to get something to happen. So I think these are the things that we're going to start to see settle out. Some standards being established that that can help us be more interoperable, be more efficient, get back to focusing on. The real, you know, the real fundamentals of advertising. We need to reach people. We need to reach them at scale. We need to reach them with a compelling message across every screen. And video is the medium that that we want to do that with. Um, I like everything that you said, um, and it's a big job. <laughs> it is. It's a tall. It's a tall order, but but we're we're up for the task. Now, are you um, also, do you cover all the major trade shows? Like, are you at Can the Can Lions? Are you at CES? Um, are you at NAB, NAFTI? Like, what are the shows that you, you guys feel you have to be at for this space? Uh, we're definitely, we're going to be at NAB here in a, was a couple of weeks or whatever. Um, and uh, we, we, we kind of pick and choose. We tend to go to more brand-oriented uh, sessions. You know, we're certainly going to be at several of the different ANA um, events coming in the coming year. Uh, we have uh, just joined the IAB Tech Labs uh, governing board. So again, to really to really be active participants in, in what I was referring to, trying to bring about some some better standards and in a kind of a more cohesive approach to, to how video is happening across TV and digital, um, really helping IAB to to incorporate the television perspective. Again, convergence is here. It's happening. And so we need to all kind of get together and, and figure out how to make a video 
uh, something that can be easily executed. Uh, so, so yeah, we, we tend to go to a variety of different conferences. Uh, you know, I'm the tech guy, so I don't necessarily have all of them at the top of my head, but you can find, <laughs> you can find out where we'll be on, on social media and on our website. And, and just some last bit of advice for our listeners. Are there things that you definitely read every day or every week? Are there um, e- either periodicals or websites or feeds that you think are really pivotal to understanding this world right now? You know, I obviously you know read read Ad Age just to try to stay up to you know what what's going on in the ad world. I, you know, I'm I'm gonna you know dig into. I'm a podcast junkie, so I tend to listen to different kinds of technology podcasts that are you know that I geek out on. That that shows my my geek side, I guess. Um, but you know, just a variety of of sites, and a, a lot of it is talking to people um, and just hearing hearing what they have to say, talking to our customers, and trying to listen to what what affects them and you know what they're interested in it seems like you know when i get up now there's so many um newsletters in my inbox and they're all some of them are saying the same thing because they're curating Mm -hmm. instantly but i do feel like there's something new every day that you have to read especially in this space because it's so hot Yes, it, it is. It, it can be overwhelming. I, I, I have, I, I got to where I had to just put all the newsletters in a folder and go back and look at them later. Like they just come in so, so fast, and, and it's, it is hard to keep up. And you know, I certainly monitor a lot of the IAB activity. That's you know, for for our space, they tend to you know, kind of gather up a lot of the activity that's occurring. Um, but you're, you're right; it, it can be overwhelming, and, and you really do have to to sort of focus on what your mission is, you know, what is our goal? You know, we want to power video advertising and we want to do it in a scalable way. We want to do it in a way that makes it easy for people. Like I said earlier, at the end of the day, it's it's not about the tech. It's about the people. It's about what you're doing and how you're making their lives better and how you're helping a brand, you know, reach their customers. Um, that's, that's why we're here. You know, the tech just helps us get it done. So extremereach.com, and there's lots of good information on the site, um, and um, definitely tracking what you guys are doing will help everyone understand in general, you know, kind of what's what's happening um, in the ecosystem, because you guys are doing sort of, the, again, that 360, that fully comprehensive uh, solution provider to, to getting content out there. So that's really exciting. Um, and. Yeah. And we're gonna we're gonna um, stalk Daniel and find out how he is the Dorian Gray of video advertising. <laughs> and again, you guys have to check out his 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 picture because I'm just telling you that uh, the, I'm thrown by the 20 year old kid thing. But we have really enjoyed talking to um, learning learning about Extreme Reach. Daniel Brackett, CTO of Extreme Reach. Great to have you on the show. Um, and great to learn all about this this um, exploding world and the role that you guys are playing. Yeah, well, thank you, thank you very much, Laurie. It's been a been a pleasure, a lot of fun uh, talking. <laughs> I, I assure you, I'm not 15 years old, but I, I, <laughs> uh, he's a responsible a adult, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> thank it's you so much. Okay, bye, everybody. See you or hear you next week or listen to us next week. Ciao, ciao. Thanks so much for listening to the Tech Cat Show. Please join Lori H. Schwartz again for another great program next Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel and syndicated to the Voice America Women's Channel. 